so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome to the ERLC Podcast. This is Philip Bethencourt, the Executive Vice President of the ERLC, and I'm joined here today with Russell Moore, our President. Dr. Moore, we just wanted to spend some time thinking through the ERLC National Conference that just happened. We did our conference on Onward, Engaging the Culture Without Losing the Gospel, to discuss issues related to how the gospel applies to everyday life and how people apply that to culture. And we just wanted to take a few minutes to take a look back on what happened at the conference. So I just want to throw it over to you. What what stands out as you're looking back on the event as some of the significant aspects of the conference? Well, one of the things that surprised me is I had so many people who said to me, that they had been to all of our various conferences and that this one had been the one that was the most helpful to them. And the reason it surprised me is because initially when we were talking about this and thinking, well, this year we're dealing with culture, that's a really broad topic and it could be kind of abstract. If you think about first year, we talked about sexuality. Second year, we talked about politics. Next year, we're talking about parenting. It's easy to see how you can concretize that in people's lives, but culture could be really ethereal, and it wasn't. And the reason for that, I think, what stands out to me is the diversity of different different issues and different uh, sorts of voices speaking and equipping people on those issues. I laughed when uh, my friend Mike Cusper put up a picture on Instagram and it was, and he said, here, here I am sitting with a former presidential candidate and uh, a, a, an attorney who argues before the Supreme Court, and here I am, a guy who's written books on uh, on Thirty Rock, that's right, and, and so forth. And I, I laughed at that because that's exactly the beauty of this um, of this conference is you have people who had all these various sorts of interactions with different aspects of of culture, who were able to speak to them. So film and television and music and politics and law and race and a variety of different issues. I thought that was really, really effective. What we were trying to do at the event is help people think through various aspects of culture, how they all relate to the gospel, and then what that means for churches and Christians, how to live Mm -hmm. those things out. And I'm curious, as you look back at the event, who are some of the voices and some of the presentations that stand out to you? Well, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to say because I was running from place to place uh, doing interviews and other things, so I didn't I haven't yet experienced everybody's talk. So there are going to be people I'm going to miss out on here. But I thought that Brian Loritz was really powerful on uh, on race. I thought Andy Crouch uh, was really helpful on the the tension between authority and vulnerability, some of the things from his uh, really good book on on strength and and weakness. I always benefit from hearing from Karen Swallow Pryor as it relates to – I mean she can speak to so many different uh, issues, and she did um, at this conference. I thought that was really good. Trip Lee 
is just an amazing preacher and communicator. Mm-hmm. And so every time I hear him, I'm, I'm blessed by that. Well, I, I had a pastor say to me just a few days ago that the message that he heard you give at the conference was the best he'd ever heard you. He's heard you a bunch of times, but that, that was very impactful to him. And I, I wonder if you could recap for the audience, what were you trying to accomplish with that message and how, how you're helping people to survey the scene right now when it comes to cultural engagement and political engagement and some of those dynamics? Well, I think that Yuval Levin has a book, The Fractured Republic, that came out this year where he talks about nostalgia. And that there's a, that there's a tendency in American culture to operate out of nostalgia. And it's, it's just kind of depending on what era you're nostalgic for. I think that's especially a temptation for the church. And that sort of nostalgia, if we identify some golden age that we want to get back to, to reclaim America for Christ or, or, or what have you, uh, we can end up mortgaging the gospel itself. And so what I wanted to talk about is the question isn't whether or not we're conservative. We, we are to be conservative, but the question is what are we to be conserving? And I think the scripture, scripture defines those in terms of priorities that we have, and the top priority is maintaining the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think sometimes in a Christian American engagement, especially at the level of not just politics, but how we respond to the culture around us, we have the very real temptation to eclipse the gospel and to instead uh, simply become the people who are speaking to ourselves. And and not even to ourselves, but to the sort of the loudest, angriest uh, voices uh, in the room just to make sure we're maintaining that we're we're part of the tribe. We're, we're one of you. And I think, we, I think the years ahead of us are going to require us to do a better job. Well, looking ahead at upcoming ERLC events, in late January, we'll be gathered back in Washington, D.C. with Focus on the Family, partnering with them for our second annual Evangelicals for Life event. And then uh, August 2017 is when we will be back talking through Christ-centered parenting in a complex world at our national conference. What are some things that people should be looking forward to about both of those events? Well, Evangelicals for Life is a really encouraging time to equip you to be able to stand up for vulnerable uh, children and women and others who are in uh, situations of of danger. And you're going to hear a lot of really practical ways to be able to minister to women who've had abortions or to be able to uh, provide alternatives to abortion, to be able to, to speak up for vulnerable populations, how various churches do it uh, in their context is, is just really helpful for people to be able to go home to their uh, ministries or their pregnancy resource centers or, or whatever it is that they're doing, and including people who don't have anything necessarily going on. In their, in their families or in their churches or in their ministries who are saying, how can I become the kind of people who do what God says we should do, which is to care for widows and orphans in their distress? You can learn about how to do that and how to lead others to be able to catch that, that vision. And then August, to be able to talk about parenting, you know, one of the things that, that I get asked, as you know, just about every single day, and I, I say that just about every single hour, is how do we rear children in times that are different than the times that we grew up in. Um, and so that's the case not only for parents, but also for those who are equipping parents, which is all of us. And so if you have any sort of children's ministry or youth ministry or college ministry, uh, or if you're a parent or a future parent or a grandparent, uh, this this will be a time where you can be equipped as to how to 
answer questions that you might blush when you when you get the question or, or questions that are so difficult that you you say I don't even know how to figure out this myself much less how to how to lead my child to be able to to do that and how to how to understand the sorts of technological challenges uh, that children are going to be facing I mean just keeping up with the sorts of the sorts of ways that your children in your ministry or in your family have access to technologies that sometimes you don't even know exist is really important, and that will be one of the things we talk about as well. And we'd encourage all of you to check out more about those events at erlc.com slash events. That'll give you a list of speakers and topics, show you next steps to register. We hope you'll be able to join us. Thank you, Dr. Moore, so much for joining the ERLC podcast. Glad to. I'm joined here on the ERLC podcast with Dan Darling, our Vice President for Communications, Jason Thacker, who's our Creative Director, and Elizabeth Graham, our Director of Events. And I'm Philip Bethencourt, our Executive VP, and we want to continue talking about what we just experienced at the ERLC National Conference here in 2016 at the Opryland Hotel when we equipped hundreds and hundreds of pastors and leaders from across the country on thinking through gospel-shaped cultural engagement. And Dan, I want to start with you. When we're thinking through the program and the experience in terms of what content uh, people are talking about, what what topics they're addressing, who's speaking, what are some things that stood out to you about the conference? Well, I think from an overall perspective, just the wide range of of content and speakers. So you had, you know, the first day you had a few folks talking about racial reconciliation and race and the church. You know, so Brian Loritz kicked off with a really powerful message uh, on what racial reconciliation looks like, what multicultural churches look like. And he had a few messages on that. But then we really started talking about specific cultural things like uh, Mike Cosper talking about uh, the arts and stories. And uh, you had Trip Lee talking, uh, I think, in a great way to just your average Christian saying, you know, cultural engagement is being faithful where you are uh, and whatever God has called you to do. Um, and then we had David Prince talking about sports, which I, which I like because I love sports. Yep. So he's up there basically um, making it okay for me to be a huge sports fan. So I love that. Which doesn't hurt in a season when the Cubs are playing well. Exactly. I mean, I feel justified watching the Cubs. So I, I think from an overall perspective, the different types of content we had the diversity of speakers, really making people think. A lot of people really, really liked Andy Crouch's talk about culture making, and he really kind of helped people think and stretch their minds. And so that was really, uh, really great. So I think one of the goals we have is just to present speakers and present content that people may not have engaged with before or introduce them to speakers that they may not have heard of before that they might then uh, follow up with. And so I think that was a big goal, and I think we accomplished that. One of the inside secrets on what we do at our ERLC events is we really try to create a flow and a feel to the program. So we don't see individual messages or panels or other things as isolated things that are separated from everything else. We're trying to look at it as a big picture. What fits well together? Which speakers address the right topics? How do we build those topics on one another? And creating a flow and an atmosphere and an experience for uh, the audience that will help them to understand what it is that we're trying to convey and 
and what we're trying to equip them to take back to their churches and their communities and their families and their ministries. And one of the ways, Jason, that we do that is not just thinking through the programming element, but also the production experience. And I was so excited to see some of the innovative things that y'all did this year for the conference. And I wanted, I was curious just to see your take looking back on some of the things that stood out to you on that front. Yeah, I think first and foremost, we had we expanded our live stream experience. Often we've had the live stream, and so kind of in the breaks or dinner breaks or lunch breaks, it would be kind of silence, and we'd have slides and things running on the live stream. What we want to do this year is really to engage the live stream audience by bringing in content that's exclusive to the live stream. So we had Dan, we had Trillia Newbell, we also had Stephen Harris, and they're interviewing leaders, interviewing speakers as they came off the stage expounding on their message or going deeper on a certain point just to be able to engage those people that are watching the live stream and kind of give them a little sneak peek behind the scenes what's really what's going on here at the conference and that was really exciting we had a a great creative team that kind of ran that entire effort which is a lot more than you think it might be having a lot of behind the scenes having the clips come up after someone speaks so it was a really neat experience i loved having the live stream studio there it almost felt like sports center broadcasting live from the super bowl Or from the World Series or the game National day for Championship Baptist. game. Yeah, <laughs> college game day for the evangelical world. Yeah. And one of the great things about that was the ability to take clips of messages that had just been given earlier in the day and play some of those and then discuss them with some of the speakers as the, you know, and reflecting on what, what had been said. It created a really powerful opportunity. And we want to encourage you, if you weren't, if you weren't able to join us this past time or you're not going to be able to join us again in the future at an upcoming event, we always encourage you to check out that live stream because of some of that unique content that we do there. And so we talked some, Elizabeth, about the live stream and the experience of people that weren't there in the room. But we want to get your your insight on what kind of atmosphere you're trying to create for attendees at the events. With you as the director of events, you're constantly thinking through the experience of our audience and what it feels like to attend an ERLC conference. So what are some of the things that go into that? So I think one of the things that we hope to accomplish every event is just to raise the level of experience for the attendee. Hospitality is one of the things that we really focus on. We believe that hospitality is an important function of our overall event and people's experience when they come. They want to be treated well. So from the very first uh, time that they have an interaction with our staff, they see our branding when they come in, they're welcomed uh, by our, our team, and they're, they just have a great overall hospitality experience. We also this year chose to enhance our our production experience. So we believe that using the gifts that the Lord has given us puts the gospel on display. So all of the gifts that we have and the creative work that we do is just an extension of what what the Lord has given us. So we hoped this year, and I believe that we did accomplish it, to engage the senses when an attendee came into the room, there was uh, an experience and a feel that they saw from the live stream stage, which we've already talked about, in the back right corner of the ballroom, peering into the audience, the lighting. We went for a different lighting effect this year. We went for some LED panels on the stage, um, just enhanced the overall worship experience for attendees. And then we brought the stage out into the ballroom. And that was really specific this year because what we wanted to accomplish was the feeling that people were peering into this kind of living room discussion feel 
And I loved uh, that experience, specifically with Dr. Moore's Q&A out there on that jetted out stage. Made you feel like you were just listening in um, to Dr. Moore in a conversation that he was having. So those are some of the things that we changed this year. Jason's team always does an incredible job with the branding from an experience perspective, and we just wanted to really tie all of that together, you know, have those elements all feel and look in the same experience. We're engaging culture both visually as well as with our hospitality. One of the things I love about ERLC events is it feels a little bit like a family reunion. You get to connect with old friends and make new ones, and there's always something exciting to me about being around people that are on the same team as us and working in the same areas and spread out all over the country, serving and interacting uh, with churches. And and that's not an accident. That's something that we intentionally cultivate, Dan. And one of the things that I'm curious to have you weigh in on is what do you, I mean, people can go to dozens of conferences. There's some going on all the time, often addressing issues that are similar uh, to the types of things that we tackle. What do you think it is that's unique about ERLC events, especially as it relates to that community element and some of the content that people experience? Well, I think just the way that we, um, we, we try to intentionally cultivate a sense of community and put people in positions where uh, they can meet people that they might not have met before. I think because of the breadth of content, uh, we try to draw people from a variety of tribes. So for instance, you know, we're introducing people to speakers that they may not have heard of before, but then people who are fans of those speakers will come. And so you have, you know, pastors from around the country meeting, having lunch together, talking, realizing they have so much in common. We, you know, we've had people at our conferences meet for the first time and realize, hey, we, like we live in the same town and uh, maybe we could do some church planning stuff together, some mission stuff together. Uh, and I think we just really try to intentionally cultivate a sense of, yes, this content's really good, but also the conversations you have in the hallway over lunches, over meals, uh, is really vital as well. Um, and I, like for me, I, I get excited at events. I love this stuff because I, I'm very extroverted. So I like meeting people and having conversations and, you know, uh, building those relationships and then meeting new people, uh, from different places. And this year, uh, you know, you asked for a raise of hands in the beginning. How many are here? For the first time, and I was surprised. It was about what did you say? About seventy percent, seventy-five percent, maybe even eighty percent said it was the first ERLC event they'd ever been to. Yeah, and that was exciting to me. I, I think just to have n- new people exposed to some of these some of these folks uh, and to really get equipped. I agree that a conference is great for extroverts like us, but it also being an event at the Opryland Hotel is probably a good setting for introverts yes. because there's plenty of places to escape to <laughs> in a place that large. In fact, that's uh, one of the most common refrains we hear is people having challenges finding their way around and uh, feeling lost for the first 24 hours or so. Uh, as we look ahead, uh, Jason and Elizabeth, I wanted to see if y'all could help us think through about events that are coming down the pipeline and content that's coming down the pipeline. So Jason, in your work as creative director, what are some things that are coming up in the next few months or next year that you're looking forward to? Well, we have two main things. We have the Evangelicals for Life conference that we partner with Focus on the Family that we're hosting in Washington, D.C. at the end of January. I think the dates are the 26th and the 27th. Uh, is We gather together in D.C., 
to uh, be part of the March for Life, to stand for life. But we're also saying we're not just standing for the preborn. We're standing for all of life because all of life matters. All of life has dignity because we're created in the image of God. So it's a really exciting event. This is a kind of a refresh year. We've been able to rebrand the conference. We have a brand new conference website and registrations open at evangelicals.life. And then we also have our 2017 national conference that we already have registration open for also, which is Christ-Centered Parenting in a Complex World. And this is really going to be taking a lot of different aspects, whether it's marriage, whether it's sexuality, whether it's parenting styles, all these different things. We're going to be coming together and talking about what does it look like to do this from a Christ-centered perspective, really glorifying God in everything we do and doing that as parents. I know me and my wife are expecting our first year soon, and it, we're looking forward to that because we're starting to say, hey, this is daunting. This is a little overwhelming. We can gather with other believers and learn together, be encouraged with one another, which is one of the things I love about our events. As Dan was talking about earlier, we gather all these people together, and it's often encouraging just to be with other believers, be with other Christians, and realize we're not in this alone. I loved how Matt Chandler ended his talk at this last conference when he said, Christian, be where you are, and remember we win. It's so often we get overwhelmed and kind of discouraged by the amount of cultural change or the things that are happening in our lives or parenting and all these things are overwhelming us. And these events are a time that we can gather together and be encouraged and sing those psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs that uh, Paul talks about in Ephesians 5 that we're gathering together as believers to glorify God. Elizabeth, I want to come to you with the last question. And uh, I think Russell Moore paid you about the highest compliment I've ever heard him give to anybody at the close of the conference he said that if you were ever to leave the team and quit uh, helping to plan our events, that he might have to write a country music song about it to express the depression that it would put him into. And that's high praise coming from him. So my final question to you is, what would you say are the key ingredients of a helpful conference or event? Like what are the things as you're planning and developing them in your role as our director of events that are essential aspects to an effective conference? Yeah, so... That's a great question. I think when when I'm looking at our overall event strategy and what we hope to accomplish, every event we want to have its own look and feel. We want every event to be unique because, again, what's setting apart our event from the other 50 uh, conferences that we have? And I really believe it's the content and the topics that we're addressing. So the events team comes in to support the executive team and their efforts to um, get that content out there to equip the local church to address these issues in a biblical, Christ-centered manner. So really what the events team is is just the support uh, to the executive leadership team as they're brainstorming and casting vision for what they want to do over the next 12 months. So some of the things that we set in place are, okay, what experiences did we want our attendees to have at this event that are different than what they had at the 2015 National Conference. And a couple of the things that we did, just like we talked about, was from a lighting experience. Um, we wanted to make sure that we stepped up our hospitality experience. We expanded with our live stream experience. We wanted to engage with our in-person audience as much as we were engaging our online audience because the reality is there's a limited number of people that can attend an ELC in-person event based on the size of the venue that we've secured. But there's an unlimited audience that we can equip online, and we want to be sure that we're engaging our online audience uh, and equipping them in a different way so they have um, a great experience as well that's very personal. So 
we added the live stream content this year, um, which our team worked extremely hard at. So I would say every event, we want to take some different areas, focus on those areas. We want to ensure that our attendees feel like they're getting the value out of that and their experience when they attend an event, how they engage with our staff, how we support them in the small things matter to whether or not they will come back to another ERLC event. But more importantly, we kind of want them to really be a brand ambassador for the ERLC. So their experience may be their first touch with the ERLC is coming to an event, and we really want them to come back for more. We want them to you know, sign up for the weekly, uh, get equipped on a regular basis on the topics that are kind of coming out capture them so that they come back to our website to continue to find more resources on issues that they're addressing. So I think that's really how the events team views events um, in light of the overall work that the organization is doing is we want to always be a support, putting our best foot forward because it places the gospel on display for a watching world. When I look back at the conference, one of the things that really encouraged me was seeing how many attendees brought a team from their church, maybe a staff retreat or a group of key leaders that are there to experience it together. That way they could split up and go to different breakout sessions and debrief each other or spend some time during the meals or other break times uh, having a strategy session about the upcoming uh, season at their church or other things like that, or just really thinking through how these issues apply to them. And I'd encourage all of you listening to consider something just like that, whether it's at our Evangelicals for Life event, thinking through issues of human dignity and what it looks like to be pro-life for the whole life and embedding that in your ministry context or church or at next year's parent conference where we're trying to equip pastors and leaders and most importantly mothers and fathers to navigate these types of issues. As we wrap up, I want to encourage you to check out the ERLC.com website. You'll find videos of the messages at the ERLC National Conference available for you to watch and to enjoy, whether you saw them the first time and want to experience them again, or if you've yet to see some of them, we encourage you to check those out. And we also want to make sure you check out our events page at ERLC.com slash events to find out more about some of these upcoming conferences that we have going on in the next few months. Thank you so much to the team for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the ERLC Podcast. 